0: When we talk about narcissistic abuse, we don't always talk enough about the dangers of actually being with a narcissist or the concern about being with a toxic person and what can actually happen there. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here talking about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, some of my story about narcissism, please subscribe and just hit that notification so you can get notified when we drop new videos and also when we start going live on the platform again, starting off here in 2023. We're super excited. We're going to start bringing back some of our Friday night lives, bringing the Friday night fire. So please tune in when we start having those happen here soon. Today, we want to be able to touch into four aspects of dangers of loving a narcissist. Because dealing with a narcissist can be really hard, really confusing, and sometimes very dangerous. So I want to explain the four dangers of being with a toxic person and to be able to go through that aspect of like, what is actually going on What's happening in there? Okay. So no matter what's going on, no matter if you if we call the person a narcissist, toxic, whatever it is, just these are four dangers, okay, of getting into this that I don't want to talk to you about. The first danger is the emotional toll. Because being with a toxic person is going to produce a giant emotional toll. So many people don't want to acknowledge that. They don't want to acknowledge that narcissistic abuse is real or that emotional abuse is real. Like so many people are like, well, they didn't hit me. But like, hey, it's more than that. They made you feel crazy. They, they made you cower in the corner when they were raging at you. They never hit you, but they made you feel that way in how they acted. Oftentimes, I'll hear people say like, I would have rather this person hit me than all the emotional abuse that they went through. Now, obviously, we don't wish wish any abuse on anybody, but the aspect is for a lot of people, the emotional abuse feels a lot harder to be able to work through and to be able to process. Well, in talking through the emotional toll, it's real, it's impactful. Oftentimes, what it does is two things underneath this is it reduces your self-worth. It makes you feel like you are not worth anything makes you feel like bottom of the barrel, like the worst person ever, like the ugliest person, like the, the, the least of everyone because that person has beat you down so much and pushed you down. Sometimes projecting all of their shit on you and sometimes just trying to put you down so that they feel better about themselves. And the other thing is it often destroys your confidence. You start to wonder, what can I do? What am I allowed to do? Do I make this decision and have this person rage at me? Do I make this decision to have them give me a silent treatment? And you get stuck in that limbo land of cognitive dissonance of not knowing which decision to make or which one is safe to make. And then you get out of the relationship and you're like, I don't know if I can even go to the store or if I can purchase this because I remember the emotional trauma and the emotional trigger of getting yelled or screamed at or belittled for that decision. And you'll see that constantly inside a toxic relationship, the criticism. The belittling, the condescending tone, like putting you down, switching into like teacher mode of like, well, okay, I'll show you this, but you know, you really should know how to do this. Like the underlying, like you're an idiot type thing that comes through the conversation the pulling back, the lack of a validation, the lack of appreciation. And that trauma bond piece keeps you addicted to the breadcrumbs of affection. It keeps you addicted to what's happening on a day-to-day basis of like, maybe they'll change, maybe they'll get better, maybe I'll get that piece of self-worth, maybe I'll get that confidence piece. And they always hold that back. Emotionally doing great damage to you. So the emotional toll is is a giant danger of loving a narcissist. The second thing, That's a giant danger is when you're with a narcissist is the manipulation and the control tactics. You see, you have to remember that being with a narcissist is all about control. However, it's not always the core aspect of controlling you for the purpose of controlling you. A lot of times people in a narcissistic relationship think that their opinions, their values, and what the narcissist is doing to them matters more than what it actually does. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is sometimes people will think along the lines of like, hey, they're attacking me when they're actually not even attacking the other person. They're just protecting themselves. They don't care about the other person. They care about themselves so much that it ends up producing an attack like aspect. Now, I'm not saying that narcissists don't attack, and I'm not saying or belittling or like putting down anything about that, but I'm saying a lot of times people think it has more to do with them than it actually does. It's all about the narcissist. It's all about how the narcissist is and what they want. When we talk about control, we're not just talking about them controlling you. Do they do that? Yes. The reason why they do that is typically to protect the mask. They want to control you to get validation from you and to prove to themselves that they're a good person, to show to society that, hey, I still show up for my family, whatever it might be manipulation and control happens in so many different ways in a toxic relationship like this. You have the gaslighting, not just lying, but it's like lying 2.0. I'm going to lie about it, convince you that your reality doesn't exist, and then also make you feel crazy about your senses that even found that reality to start off with. Like hoovering, sucking you back into a toxic relationship so that you're still with that person to give them supply, whatever they want in those moments triangulation pitting you against other people without that communication without that knowledge so that you start getting frustrated at someone that you've never even met or vice versa guilt tripping you making you feel guilty for leaving them for walking out for doing something that you didn't actually even do lying putting you in isolation not telling you, no, you can't hang out with friends, but giving that feeling so that you get in trouble when you go hang out with friends. You have all this drama, this stuff that happens, but you can go hang out, but you're going to pay for it in the end. The rage, the blame, the projecting, the establishing of ownership over you to control you, to contain you, and to keep you in their life to the degree that they want to be for what they want. The third danger is... Is the physical danger of, of the narcissist in the relationship? Physical danger. Now, not all narcissists are physically violent. A lot of them are, okay? But I did say not all, so don't hate me on that. When we talk about physical violence, you need to understand that physical violence is not just the aspect of them slapping you or hitting you or choking you or anything like that, but it's the stuff that's happening around you too. Physical violence, is it actually happening where something is happening to uh, come into your physical space? That might be dangerous. So someone punching the wall beside your head is still physical violence. Did they make contact with you? No, but it's still an act of physical violence. Sometimes people get those a little confused. It helps to be able to see, hey, there's a lot more physical violence you've actually experienced than someone actually physically hitting you, Okay. You need to understand if you're in this position where you're in a physically violent relationship, you're in a physically violent, dangerous place, you need to see about getting out. You need to see about doing whatever you can to protect you and to work on protecting your life, your family, everything like that. Give you an idea as far as when we talk about physical violence. If you have been strangled, if you have had your partner put their hands around your throat and strangle you, you're 750 times more likely that that person will unalive you. Like you need to understand the realness about this. If this is happening, there is a high probability that you will die. This is real. If you're in relationships that have any type of violence like this, you need to take care of yourself, get out, be safe, ask for help. There's a high potential a lot of times for things to turn violent in a relationship with a narcissist. Maybe that's because of the accountability, the shame. Maybe that's because of exposure. Maybe that's because the manipulation has only worked to a certain place and it has to get even more so. But there is an aspect of like a switch or like a, as you keep coming back, maybe you leave and come back. As you keep coming back, the abuse gets worse till it gets too violent. We see that progression a lot of times. So you need to be careful because over time, a lot of times it accelerates. When you keep returning, a lot of times it's accelerating. So please be careful when we're talking about that physical danger of narcissists. The fourth danger is the damages that happens to a child in the relationship. Now, sometimes people are like, but I'd rather have that person be in their life. Like I I don't want to take them away from their father or their, their mother. Like I want them to be able to have a connection. And you need to understand this loud and clear. An absent parent is better than a toxic parent. You see, an absent parent actually gives you the opportunity to be able to pour love and care and respect into the child and help them grow emotionally. A toxic parent won't allow that. A toxic parent will pull that back. Sometimes people struggle with the aspect of the parent piece because they'll be like, well, like they are a good parent. Like, she is a good mom. He is a good dad. Like, they just they just treat me awful, but like, they, they, they show up for the kids. Well, the thing you have to understand is if they're demonstrating the opposite on how they interact with you, that's still showing the kids what to put up with, that's still showing the kids. And a lot of times it has lasting impacts on the kids till they get into a relationship, till they get abused by someone else, because they look and they say, well, that's what mom or dad tolerated. It does more damages than what you want want to believe. The other aspect is when the narcissist is attacking you, raging at you, anything like that, when they're treating you a certain way, they're going to treat the kids a certain way. It's going to happen eventually. It might not be now, but it will happen eventually. Eventually, a lot of times the kids will see it. That's why you don't defend. That's why you don't justify. You just tell the kids this is the facts, this is what's actually going on. Age-appropriate honesty, but you are honest with the kids about what is happening. Sometimes people are like, well, they are good kids. And I'm like, okay, but how how often have they paid the child support? They're like, well, I haven't paid the child support at all. Okay. Then they're financially abusing you and your kids. They're abusing them because they're pulling back things that you could be doing to provide and to help provide the life that the kids need in order to grow, heal, change, and develop themselves. So... Take a look at a couple of questions just around the aspect of like how does this person actually treat them or how are they actually treating me in front of them or how are they actually affecting them through me? There's a lot of different pieces there. Like I hope just just to try to give you a perspective and to question that. Okay. Because it does happen. Like they'll abuse the kids down the road. Your example will set the kids up for future failures in relationships because of what they saw you put up with or what they saw being projected onto you, all these different types of things. So just ask yourself some questions about that. Okay. Last but not least, like when we're talking about all this, there's the aspect of like no longer thinking, you know, who you are. Like, I think like one of the other dangers that I didn't go over is the idea of like losing yourself. Like you no longer know who you are, you no longer know how to progress, you no longer have that confidence, that clarity, that development of like, this is who I am, which is why we've actually developed the 45-Day Clarity Challenge to help you find out who you are, to rediscover who you are, to build healthy boundaries, to establish healthy engagement, to grow yourself, to have success in your life in all aspects because you're no longer tied to that person, you're no longer trauma-bonded, and you're able to heal, grow, change, and develop. If you want to check that out, go to claritychallenge.net. We'd love to have you join that to find yourself, to find clarity, and to find healing.